Yo, 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 it's a new day. It's a new, it's a new, it's a new approach, Dan. You know what I'm saying? Once again, since we all listen to an episode, I'm here in the midst of a new country. Our, our listeners need in to understand. No, 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 they, are, they need to understand. You know what? Other podcasts, if there's a mishap or there's an obstacle, they have no problem saying, you know what? It's all good. We're just going to miss this episode or we're going to miss the next couple of episodes or we're going to miss two months of episodes. Here we are. But you don't do that over here. Phil is in, in the middle of, that looks like a seedy motel. Oof. Mur- I've actually got a story to tell you about this. Murdery place. vibes over there. I don't know. Are you safe, man? You're going to wake up with someone sleeping yeah. next to you. This is a four star. This is actually a very lovely. It's a very lovely spot. I'll show you the the view from my room. It's beautiful. No, no, it's just, it's just Especially not, last night with the moon. No, it's it's because uh, you know that our listeners can't stuff. see what's it's going a, on. No, I can. <laughs> no, it's okay. I see your moon. It's a it's a lovely hotel overlooking the the beachfront here in Durban. There we go. But I'll get I'll get I'll, I'll get into a funny story about my first night here. But first, let's let's get the story. So. Um, because I'm traveling, guys, um, there will be no sound effects from my end. So Dan will be carrying the burden for playing music, playing clips and the sound effects. So Dan, please don't let us down. Uh, uh, Whenever I ever done that? Last week, the week before, the week before that. It's been an on, you're on a streak pretty much, Dan. You're, you're, You're on a streak. Oh, do you want do you want me to start the podcast off with something? I thought you usually do your throwback. What what? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't have that for oh, today. You start it off with the song. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna start it off with oh, some you music. Start off with the right energy. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I've got <laughs> no. I've got just the thing to start us off with. Um, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this, Phil. It's someone that you've played before. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so 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 here we go, here we go. Hey, oh, realist in the game. <laughs> so as as you know phil we can't play too long of this uh otherwise this episode will get taken down on spotify but i came across this on my timeline and i was like "Ugh, more of this trash damn this catchy as hell damn why ski ski hey ski i got master chicken shout out to sexy red songs called ski Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, listen, as we've already explained, um, things are not standing correctly. Uh, no, 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 Dan. Things are standing fine. Positive outlook. We have a growth mindset. No, no, no. I just mean about our general our general uh, setup for recording. So because things are not standing correctly, what we're going to do is do our best to give you as good an episode as possible. As usual, straight to the point, dense content, no waffleage. You know, people tried. People, people tried us last week to get wafflage going. But no, we're not going to allow that here. Especially since, mm. Phil, I, I don't know, that motel doesn't look, it looks like it's on a capped package. So we can't be on, on this podcast for long. So, you know what? 
Your jokes aren't funny. You know, I did a speech just when I got here. Do you know, you know I'm getting in this hotel room? Mm. 200 down. 200 kilobytes. Megabytes, my guy. All right. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, look, it's all right. It's all right. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start this podcast despite any obstacles in our way. I have to ask, are y'all good to go? Sound of a thing, man. Get my job. Let me hear a drum Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. My name is Danny That Guy, aka Donald's the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wekumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Take me to the agricultural show going on this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did you see the guy on the uh, <laughs> on the tire? Yes, I did. AKA, let's go out in the streets of Gabon and dance with the soldiers because you know that will never not end well. AKA, Akuna Mumwendi Danmu. So, the episode of your favorite podcast. He's here with one only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the much travelable. Phil Chad, AKA Phil and Flaws, the big boss, AKA Fidza P, AKA Phil on Musk, AKA Filthy Phil, AKA DJ Mkaradi, end of cares. Somebody didn't go to drink. I'm not singing today because I've lost my voice. It's been a hectic week. A lot of ups and downs. But even without a voice, even without a studio, even without being at home, what are we doing, Dan? We're still recording. Delivering. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why we're better than other podcasts. Because we don't take weeks off. Except when we take weeks off. But that's different. <laughs> okay? That was different. That was different. And people need to realize that. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as per usual, we're going to give you a dense podcast. So we're going to get straight into it with some information. We're going to start off with... Uh, oh, we're doing dance? Oh, well, what, are, what are you doing? Like modern contemporary, I'm a piano, TikTok, what? Okay, capital K. Dense. Okay, dense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start off with Zimbabweans doing it big. Uh, we're going to give a couple of shout outs to Zimbabweans around the world uh, and Africans sometimes who are doing great things. First of all, we want to shout out um, <laughs> Okay, hold on. Let me shout out some other people first before I decide to shout out this person. Okay. <clears throat> Celebrated disc jockey Trotenda Marimo, popularly known as DJ Rimo, has been nominated as the best <laughs> best star club DJ at the inaugural Shining Stars Africa Awards slated for September 2nd in Johannesburg, South Africa. Shining Stars, I'm sure that's meant to say Shining. Africa Awards is an international awards ceremony that acknowledges and celebrates individuals and organizations who are contributing positively and doing well in various industries such as art, science, and entrepreneurship. He is the first Zimbabwean DJ. <laughs> Why are you reading like that then? Stop shuddering our boy. He's, he's, 
<laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm laughing at that just your reaction. No, no, I know. Like, Remo's my boy. You know what I'm saying? I got no beef with Remo. Remo's my boy. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you okay, Phyllis? Where are you going? Phil has just, Phil has quit the podcast. Look, I'm sorry, Phil. Come back. Come back, Phil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. Ah, Philip. Come back, man. Sorry, Philip. All right. Come back. Sorry. Sorry. All right. <laughs> no, okay. No, shout out to DJ Remo. Star <laughs> DJ Remo nominated in the Shining Star Awards. I want to give a big shout out to um, an artist out in Korea. His name is Keith Zenda. Keith Zenda has uh, his work uh, being exhibited at South Korea's Sangmyung University Future Centennial Hall, a place called Gallery Wolhai. So to all our listeners who may be out in South Korea, go and check out Keith Zenda's uh, exhibitions there. Support your fellow Zimbabweans. And shout out to Keith who says he was very proud and honored to be representing Africa. I feel really honored to represent Africa at the first ever African contemporary art exhibition in Asia. Not only Zimbabwe, but Africa as a whole, getting so much respect and recognition. Huge shout out to Keith Zenda doing his thing. He is a former NAMA winner, by the way, and he's doing his thing out there in Korea with his art being uh, exhibited. I took, a look, uh, I took a look at some of the art that he was showing. It's very huts in Africa, you know? Um, you know? And uh, you, you know how people outside Africa love that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, there's people buying his paintings and stuff out there in Korea. So congratulations and shout out to you. So while we're in the realm of artists, our producer wanted us to speak about Raphael Jamu, who has done portraits. No, not our producer, Dan. Was it you? A listener. Oh, it was a listener. Oh, yes. No, that came through from that voice, no, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. It's brain fart. My bad, my bad. Shout out to the listener who sent that through to us. Um, but yeah, uh, Raphael Jamu is an artist who has done portraits of former presidents, uh, including Mugabe, Kabila, Barack Obama, many more. Uh, and he won $30,000 uh, after scooping Best Fine Artist of the Year accolade at the end of year 2022 uh, Art in the Making Top 5 Worldwide Awards in New York, United States. So congratulations. I mean, nice, they're nice, actually pretty, nice, good. Nice. They're pretty good paintings. Mm, nice. Mm, cool. And then finally, in the realm of music, Tabo Chinake, a rising rapper from Harare, professionally known as K the Thought. K the Chosen, based in Canada, uh, has been also a podcast listener. He's hit us up quite a few times. Well, hit me up anyway. So shout out to him. shout out to K the Chosen, who is representing out in Canada. Uh, he has recently featured on ten R and B and rap artists from Alberta to add to your playlist by Complex Magazine. So shout out to you for getting featured in the magazine and uh, getting some shine out there in Canada. Congratulations. Mm, mm. To all our listeners out in Canada, you know what that means. You got to drop a donation. Ka-ching, ka-ching. All right. Okay. We've got some things to follow up on, Phil. And our last episode apparently was, went, was received very well. Eh? Mm, it wasn't. Yeah, no, as I was listening back to it, I was like, you know what? Actually, we, we did a good job. You know what I'm saying? It was mm. funny. We were throwing in jokes. We were making references. We were, we were. Uh, I, I believe athletes refer to it as in the zone, Philip. We were in the zone. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. So 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 shout out to everyone who who gave us some uh, some good feedback on our last episode. 
Um, last episode, we did a follow-up on Doja Cat. Uh, our producer wants us to remind you that, well, we were complaining about her, but it turns out that she's hitting number one with her most recent single, Paint the Town Red, uh, specifically in the UK. But who's complaining? I wasn't complaining. I was simply saying Doja's always been weird and eccentric. I don't think I don't think she wants to be famous. I think she wants to just be an artist. She's acting out like she just wants to be an artist. But it it also shows that social media is still not a real place. Because as much as you might boycott on social media, on the ground, she's still doing the thing. Basically, the fungwe of, of music was still listening to mm-hmm. her, even though the Twitter was complaining. Dog. Mm-hmm. Who, the, who the F <laughs> has Spotify in fungwe? And why are there a million of them niggas? <laughs> Anyway, no, I wasn't saying that you were complaining, but remember, we were we were reporting on the fact that people were complaining. Um, also, a follow up on uh, we mentioned how Mr. Kamera was the producer of the latest collaboration between Chris Brown and Ciara. It's called How We Roll. I love Mr. Kamera, my man. I'm just not really a fan of Chris Brown's most recent music. Um, but yeah, the song is Chris Brown does like the Zimbabweans, though. Really. Did he did he mention Zim Zim? Well, Anka Dacom is one of oh, yeah, his, yeah, his writers. Okay, of course, so. yeah. So his his collaborations, he's currently working with Zimbabweans to the wazoo. But yeah, his uh well, that song, How We Roll, which we spoke about, actually made it to number one on Billboard's R and B digital song sales chart. So uh congratulations. Them checks coming in, Mr. K. Hey, when are you visiting Zim next Mdere? We need joke. Because I think we contributed a little mm. bit. Um, also, I mean, I don't know how public he wants us to be, but congratulations, Miss Kameda. But anyway, it's fine. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, I think, uh, congratulations on the music is what I meant. <laughs> and the billboard feature. Why? What are you talking about? Anyway, um, yeah, another follow up that I wanted to mention that our producer didn't bring up. Um, so last week, Phil, Phil mentioned Kai Sinat. And we had a very, uh, I had a very impassioned rant about um, streamers. That I'm not against streaming as a whole. I think streaming is great. In fact, I love the fact that diverse voices can create their own platform, and people can just gravitate towards what they like. My frustration is the fact that people seem to like things that are not quality or good. But I'm not mad at Kai Sanat or I Show Speed or any of those. Anyway, the reason I wanted to follow up is because this past week, there was a a little bit of a a trend that was going on on Twitch that kind of highlights my point. So there's a new sort of trend where basically streamers will lock themselves into a very tiny space, like a closet, for 24, 48, 72 hours, whatever it is. And the idea is to stay in there Mm -hmm. as long as possible. You can make it even more interesting by connecting things like they call them flashbangs, it's just basically super bright light and loud noise that can be connected to uh, the stream. And then whenever someone donates a certain amount, it throws the flashbang. So as expected, there were several streamers that uh, locked themselves into these dark closets and basically started this challenge. And of course, the internet being the internet, people were donating money just to throw those flashbangs and it was happening all day. Every hour. That's money coming in, yeah. But 24 hours, 
32 hours in, non-stop, flashbangs, just going off, off, off in this tiny little space. Couldn't take it. He had to stop, even though it was money coming in. And this, is, it's, 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 this thing was crazy popular with tens of thousands of people tuned in just to watch someone sitting in a dark room as he was slowly losing his mind. Please tell me, Phil, where's the talent? What's the, 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 the value? The I am struggling to see. I think you're being a bit reductionist in reducing that to talent. Okay, what, what essentially what they're doing is stunts. Those are stunts, right? It might, it might not be evil Knievel jumping across the Grand Canyon, but it's the modern day form of stunt work. Because would you want to do that? No. I also would okay. not want to stab myself. Or, wait. Hold on. Is there an audience willing to watch that? Clearly. Is there an audience willing to pay to participate in that? Yep. So, there we go. It's literally providing a service and you have an audience to do it. Don't get me wrong. That's it. My rant, my rant is not against the streamer. Where there's a market, there'll be someone who will try and profit off that market. My rant is against the viewers. The fact that there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who are going to go on Twitch for 12 hours, 24 hours to watch someone sit in a dark room makes me very sad for humanity. The fact that there is a market for people who are going to watch that and pay to torture that person makes me sad. You're just old and, and sad. You I'm sorry. Really this has nothing to do with being old and young. Hi, guys. I, I, I. Still, no one has got it. Guys, I asked last week. If you are a streamer or you follow these guys, please help me understand. Please help old Dan who yells at clouds understand what is going on because I, 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 mm-mm. Anyway. All right. Phil, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. And I'm, I'm going to need, you know, the, the, the internet is full of crazy takes. People are being interviewed in Pablo's and saying wild things just for the sake of, of clicks. <laughs> so our listeners come in. Uh, oh, uh, you know, we're obviously not, not going to touch too much on that, but I know Pop. Obviously, I don't know him as well as others might, but I know Pop. And I'm watching that and I'm like, clearly, you don't know Pablo. Because calling Pablo or rather saying to Pablo, you're a bad man. You're trying to sound smart. Pamberi Pewanu, Mubarake, in his club, that bears his name. Oh, my boy, you're skating on thin ice. <laughs> you're skating on thin ice, buddy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I, I, what I was trying to say is like, you know, people, do you know why people listen to our podcast? Hmm. Number one, it's obviously our sultry voices. Number two, the fact that we are ombudsmen for entertainment and technology. (laughs) But number three, number three is that in a world of chaos and crazy takes, we're here to give you something solid and normal. Normal is underrated. Normal is underrated. Okay, before I continue, I just want to say one of the things that uh, my, my now wife and I really appreciated, and we said this very early on in our relationship, was 
the thing I appreciate most about you is that you're normal. If you've been in the streets, then you know what I mean. Just you're not uh, you're not yeah, crazy, insane, trying to what glowing praise. You know what I'm saying? You're just you're, you know, like other men. Yeah. Other men are like, baby, when I look in your eyes, I see the sun, moon, <laughs> and the stars, the whole galaxy in front of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. The boundless depth of the ocean, the beauty of the seas, God's wonderful creation. You were everything to me, my baby. When I smell your hair, mmm, smells like perfection. I look at your legs, long, never ending, beautifully sculpted by clearly an intelligent creator. Oh God, I just wanna, I just wanna ring and read from the songs of Solomon, baby. You are everything to me. You bring joy to my world, happiness. All of that, also. No. Not no, then. No, no. <laughs> Not then. Then it's like baby in the even babes. Sugar in the no farina. The thing that really turns me on. I also pango. <laughs> All of that also, but <laughs> underrated <laughs> and severely lacking this world is people who are just normal. And you can ju- you just see from social media. Anyway, we're gonna give you some sane, solid takes to some of the stories. <laughs> so the first story. The Spanish Football Federation (laughs) is in a little bit of a mess at the moment. What did Barcelona do now? (laughs) Are they they pulling more levers? Are they pulling more levers? (laughs) So, okay. So, let's... I'm sure you know the story, but just for the sake of us being able to give you what's going on. Okay. So, Spain recently won the Women's World Cup. It was a 1-0 win over England in the final. And we must talk about how little coverage was given compared to the Men's World Cup, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, at a set... I think even before you continue, sorry, Dan. I think, just to add on to that, before I forget, what was wild to me is, as the World Cup was happening, the charity shield was <laughs> happening. And they were literal tweets from sports accounts, not just consumers, but sports accounts saying, football is finally back. <laughs> I saw, I saw that. <laughs> While the World Cup is going on, are you guys excited for football to return tomorrow? Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, sorry, continue. Okay. So, background. Spain have just won the Women's World Cup. The country is celebrating. Well, Let's say 5% of the country is celebrating. They are jubilant over the moon. So, at a ceremony, award ceremony, to give the winners their prize, the chief executive of uh, the Spanish FA, his name is Luis Rubiales. Luis, Luis, it's Spanish. So an S is a path. And Luis. Yeah. Well, Luis well it, it, Luis. it might be Catalan. Phil, as someone who's been to Spain, I think I can, you know, I have the 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 the, the, the right of way here. But anyway, it's okay. Mr. Luis here, as the players are coming down to receive their medals and their awards, he grabs one of the players, whose name is Jenny Hermoso. He grabs her on the head and plants a kiss firmly on her lips. Very awkward. Right there and then, already people were clipping that video and clipping the photos. Like, well, yo, whoa, what the hell, man? 
Anyway, she laughs it off. She collects her medal. She continues. Whatever. Afterwards, um, it became a problem. So FIFA said that it was suspending him uh, pending investigations. He was also ordered not to contact Hermoso or any of the players. Uh, the suspension was for a period of 90 days while there were going to be investigations going on, etc., etc. Um, other football bodies also expressed their dismay, including uh, uh, UEFA, etc., etc. Um, it looked like, hey, man, this guy is out of here. However, um, this man, Luis Rubiales, happened to be at an event where he was addressing this and as he was talking about it, he started saying, do you really think I deserve this? This is a witch hunt. People demanding my resignation. This is nonsense. This is BS. It was consensual. By the way, Jenny then came out afterwards, Jenny Hermoso, and she says, consensual? It wasn't consensual. What are you talking about? If I may add further to that, even if in case we we might have someone who's amongst our listeners, like, you know what? There's another case of a good, of a woman trying to bring a good man down, changing her statements. There's a live stream from their locker room. I don't know if you saw it, Dan. And in the live stream, someone's holding the camera and she, they ask almost, yo, call Alpha with the homie on stage. And she's like, yo, what did you want me to do? He's the president. It was so awkward. I feel weird. Like these are the words that, that she's saying. She's like, yo, I feel violated. She's saying this almost immediately after the incident while celebrating. This is what's going on. So I'll come back to my feelings on that, but please continue with the summary. So here he is and he's giving a speech and he says, he basically says, witch hunt, you guys are coming for me. You know, the usual, hey, men don't have any rights, blah, blah, blah. And then he ends it by saying, I'm not going to resign. I refuse to resign. I'm not going to resign. In there, you see several people start clapping, rousing applause as if he's standing up to this rough world that is coming out for him. Now, to me, something that seemed so obvious, so straightforward. Listen, bro, you literally kissed someone against their will. That's messed, that's messed up, man. What are you doing? You're, you're the president of the Spanish FA. You took one of the players, kissed on the lips without consent. Fam, just go up there, say, Listen, guys, I messed up. I was caught up in the moment. I was super excited. I want to apologize unreservedly. I'm going to step down. Maybe people will have even have said, oh, no, we understand. You are just so happy. Uh, it's actually so great that you love women's football. No, you know what? Don't resign. Hey, who knows? But no, my man made it a whole thing about, nah, the world is a witch hunt. Cancel culture. Y'all being woke. I can't, you know what, Phil? We've, I like to think that we are reasonable. Yes, yes, we are on the progressive side in general. You know? Yes, we often want to support women because we understand that women are, are, are downtrodden generally in society. Patriarchy does its thing. But I would also like to think that we are somewhat re reasonable and we call it out whenever it's like, come on, man, like this is just egregious. This seems so obvious to me and I can't believe it's a debate. I 
can't believe that it's become such a big brouhaha. I would like to posit a, an alternate reality. Imagine this is the Men's World Cup. Um, and uh, it's the award ceremony. Uh, when was the World Cup? Was 2022. Ended in November. And it's the Men's World Cup. Uh, Argentina are up to collect their awards. Lionel Messi reaches this man, Spanish FA president. And as he's getting his medal put around his neck, grabs him by the head and kisses him. What was going to happen? Hey. <laughs> Legend. Did you ever do that in school? <laughs> we used to do that in school. Actually, we were problematic in school. <laughs> anyway, this seems very obvious to me, but the debate around it is obviously it's 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 gone crazy. And then there's people who are like, "Hey, but so what? You are celebrating. It was just kissing." Gigi. So I, I can't believe it's blown up into this whole thing where now the entire Spanish team has said that they are not going to play anymore until this man steps down. And then now there's the Spanish FA is saying, well, we're going to b- fine you in breach of contract and what, 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 if you don't play. Come, is this really the hill that you're choosing to die on? Is he like an amazing president? Like he's really the most incredible president. So, you know, even with his flaws, we must keep, I don't understand. I don't get, I'm so confused why this is such a big deal. Help me understand, Phil. What People have resigned for less. I'm confused. Yes, I know we come from Africa where I will resign is not really a statement that's ever said. <laughs> please. No, all you do is you turn back the internet. Guys, please, make some noise. Please, make some noise. I am suffering on my patient rug in this large office surrounded by golden ornaments. Please, help me. I just turned on the internet so that I could send out this video. <laughs> Ah, this continent is under fire. But anyway, you, you back know, to the You know what he now. said? He said that kiss was the same that I would have given my daughters. Can someone please send some people to that house? <laughs> so, um, obviously, I also, I also want us, since we're two men, and we, I, I think it's it's important that we don't end up um, caring to a certain degree where we get offended on behalf of uh, another group of person. But personally for me, obviously I didn't feel comfortable. I think the, the play has been very clear about her feelings towards the matter. So it's an open and shut case. However, I think it's all the time. Well, granted, this is all theoretical. I don't know this for a fact, but this is this from Phil's opinion and from, from what Phil knows and from what Phil has read. Sports, including football, and could be corrupt. You don't get into powerful positions in corrupt bodies without having some, some knowing where the bodies are buried, knowing you know, you know, knowing what's in people's closets. Skeletons, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty clear this man has leverage on a lot of people, and now he's exercising it to the point where they will defy common sense 
And they're like, no, what 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 do you mean? It was a kiss? Nah, that wasn't a kiss. It was a hug. What are you talking about? No, it's on video. Nah, that's video's doctored, man. That's AI. You're it's in 4K, bro. This is the clearest video I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. This AI getting good, dog. And I think, I think ultimately, I think that's what it boils down to is he, there's obviously something he has over them. And whatever he's done, obviously he doesn't want it to come into light. And the only is going to come into light if someone else takes that position and they start poking around. Or he has so much power and so much arrogance, he thinks he's untouchable because of everything else that we've just discussed. And he's like, ah, let's push it. Let's, let's see who blinks first. So, Again, I want to try to be as balanced as possible. If we are being 100% real, a kiss on the lips is probably not the worst thing that's happened when we're talking about a sports player and the chief or head of a sports association. Mm-hmm. If we're being 100% real. I mean, I mean if you've been honest, there's, there's like, think about a phone call between a pastor and a former head of a sports organization. I mean, that could have been worse. That's what I'm saying. I genuinely believe, obviously I think this is wrong, but I genuinely believe if he had just come out and said, yo, my bad, I was just really caught up in the moment. Everyone would be like, that mm-hmm. was messed up. Of course, there'd be some very vocal people who feel very strongly about it and they have every right to, but I genuinely think the majority of people would be like, yeah, don't do that again. And we'd have moved on. It would have been a non-issue. All you had to say is like, hey, my bad. I just got caught up in the moment. I thought you, sorry, my bad. I guarantee you, would, people would, there would be think pieces. There'd be some very vocal people on Twitter. And, you know, you're just like, hey, my bad. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. My bad. The fact that he was like, nah, 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 nah. Now it's this whole thing. Like, honestly, listen, you mess up. I don't know. I don't know if he's a good person or a bad person. Like Phil said, chances are the position he's in and the way he's acting, chances are, He's probably not a shining light on human morality. But I don't know. And I wouldn't be here saying that if you... you, you, I, I wouldn't say that this particular action is like the most heinous thing that anyone has ever done. Obviously, it's bad. But if he had just said, yo, my bad, I promise it wouldn't be a big deal. Even Jenny Wacho. If he had said to her, hey, I'm so sorry. I just got caught up in the moment. I shouldn't have done that. She would probably like, ah, you know what? It's all good. Everyone moves on. Most probably. Unless you felt really strongly about it, which you would have every right to. But also, also, I think one thing uh, I brought up earlier and I didn't come back to it is that might be true. But let's also not forget that this is probably the highlight of her career. If I'm not mistaken, she scored the winning goal, correct? Well, I don't know why you'd want to put me on the spot like this. I th- I, but I thought you were watching the World Cup, Jen. You said HD and you were supporting women's football. I didn't watch a single game. Wow. Then what happened? Phil, did you watch any of the Women's World Cup? I didn't have DSTV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, Sides, back, wait, back quick, quick side story. Sorry, Phil. Quick side so, story. Just so. Okay, okay. Oh, you go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Then I'll then I'll come back to it. I was gonna say. Anyway, Olga, Olga Kamana scored the winning goal. Anyway, 
speaking of England, it's never coming home. Maybe you need to understand that home isn't where you guys think it is. Because home might, home might be in Catalonia. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, back to the matter. Okay? <laughs> so, let's also not forget that on top of all this, his mother's still on hunger strike. She's fighting for, for her son's freedom. The last I heard, she went to and hospital. Two, <laughs> two days into hunger strike, she was in hospital. I was like, you weakling. Two days. Chete. Ah. If that had been a Zimbabwean mother, it would have been a good year. Look, I understand <laughs> your your son can do no wrong in your eyes, mama. Honestly, people were insulting her. I Look, she's standing up for her son. I get it. It's cool. But Aywa, some fights, Aywa, some, sometimes you take that fight to church or amongst your friends. Keep it in the group oh, chat. Keep it in the Aywa. group chat. Okay. Keep that, keep, keep that amongst your tea party group. But back to the matter. So I also don't want us to gloss over the fact that this is the highlight of her career. Right? Athletes spend their lives dreaming and working towards that moment, winning a World Cup, lifting that trophy representing their country. And now you've taken that moment away from her because you couldn't keep your hands and lips to yourself. As innocuous as you might thought that it was it would have it was or is, that's just foul, bruh. You're right. Like instead of and think about it then all the press coverage since has not been about Spain's amazing tactical approach, their play, which players deserve to to get transferred to bigger teams or the fight for for women's soccer vis-a-vis viewership, sponsorship, salaries, all that. Nah. We're talking about a man who, who couldn't control himself. And that's messed up. And he has something really sad, Phil. But this is probably the most attention the Women's Cup World Cup has had in, in media. <laughs> ever hey. that's messed up man. <laughs> yo what if this is what, what, yo what if all this is play like yo my man is so committed to the women's game he's like yo I've got to do something outlandish and get it in everyone's newspaper really to really draw attention to the sports and have people fight because you know what dad actually you know what actually you, you might have turned me around because when you think about it right this is an argument I've we've been having for like women's basketball for a while, where women always complain like, yo, the WNBA is not supported. And it's a it's a brute, but also blunt, but in, in my opinion, a logical response is that, but women, you guys are 50% of the population. If you guys supported women's basketball, it would be bigger. Like if you guys just watched support. Also, Phil, it would be to bigger. be fair, if one or two players got impregnated by porn stars, it would be more in the news. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You see what the you see what NBA stars are doing right now for the NBA, huh? <laughs> From Zion, now we've got DeAndre Ayton out there. Did you see my man combing combing upon stars here, bruh? <laughs> On a Snapchat, like, oh, hey, baby, <laughs> ah, <laughs> tough. But these guys are doing it to guarantee that come come next contract. Oh, DeAndre Ayton just signed himself a three. Three hundred million dollar contract. He signed. He's he's solidified, solidified, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reinvest into the sport by doing some wild <laughs> nonsense to guarantee I 
we stay on top of news coverage. The lesson here. And that's that's the sacrifice. Isn't the it? lesson here, ladies. But let's come back to this. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So women, women athletes, and and fans of, of of women's sports, I think we might need to take a step back and realize that Lewis might be taking one for the team here. But I think there are better ways to take one for the team. That's all I'm going to say. I think there are better ways to do it. However, what they need to do is restart the World Cup. Because <laughs> personally, now everyone's going to watch ain't, it. Fam, you still ain't going to watch it. If they restarted it. the World no, Cup right you now, still ain't gonna, no, you watching. ain't going to watch it, Phil. We, need, we no. need several scandals. No, Dan, that's what you have to do. That's what you need to do. You start, restart the World Cup, you make uh, Rubiales the referee in every match. <laughs> Every every time someone someone commits a foul, they get a spank. Ah, uh, Philip. Yellow card, double spank. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Score a goal, kiss. <laughs> Think about it. I've 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 fixed women's sports. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, FIFA, I'm here. <laughs> All jokes aside, let's be realistic. The reason sport is not some kind of. Um, you know, like tax, tax-based, tax-paid sort of human right or whatever. The reason sport is so lucrative is because so many people watch it. Obviously, if not as many people are watching it, then it's not going to be as lucrative. You know, ergo, for women to get paid the same as male athletes, and I'm not over here saying that they don't have the same uh, opportunities and so on and so on. I absolutely understand that exists. But... The fact of the matter is that more people need to watch women's sports. And at the moment, it's obviously getting better and better and better and better. This year is better than it was last year, which is better than it was the year before, et cetera, et cetera. So at some point, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get some kind of equalizing going and so on and, and all of that. But let's just be realistic. People ain't really paying that much attention to women's sports in general. Bar a few exceptions like tennis. Um, you know, here's what it is. Athletics gets a lot of attention. I have actually seen a lot more attention in women's athletics recently than in men's. <clears throat> so, you know, small gains. But anyway, the point is, this man over here is crazy and Luis Rubiales, I, like, I don't know how this saga is going to end. Uh, clearly, it's super wild. But I don't, what does he expect is going to happen? Like, what's the end game, man? Even if, you you say I refuse to resign, and then you go back. What, like what's the, what's going to happen, dude? What's going to happen? No, but I think in his mind, <clears throat> if he's looking at what was going on with FIFA, for example, and Seb Blatter blatantly being corrupt for decades, he's like, sure, but get and when you when you contextualize it that way, think about it this way. You're like, guys. I saw you people, the same people that are calling for my resignation. I saw you guys chowing millions upon millions upon millions, year after year after year after year. And let's let's assume he genuinely had the best of intentions. And I'm like, yo, I make one mistake of excitedly kissing a player, not because I'm trying to be a creep, but because I was excited and I was so happy for her. Chi-chi-chi-chi. And you guys want to fire me? <laughs> The same people that have been charging money want to fire me. Ah, uh, fair. But what's the what's gonna what's the end game? It's in the public. Your players don't respect you. Coaches don't respect you. The public doesn't respect you. Like what? Where where are you gonna end up, dude? Just take the L. 
find something else to do. Maybe refuse to, if it becomes a legal issue, then you can like make it a big deal. But anyway. Mm. This, Yo, I just brought up the story of his mother. She does not look like she's doing well at all. Good Lord. Look, when you birth the spawn of Satan, I mean, also, the other thing is, this quickly reminded me of the Mason Greenwood situation. Without getting into too much mm-hmm. detail, long story short, for those of you who don't really follow sport like that, Mason Greenwood was a promising young player for Manchester United. Looked like he had the world at his feet. He was going to be the next big thing. Then a video came out of him essentially assaulting his girlfriend. It was very violent, very vile. Uh, he was suspended. Um, apparently, it all went to court. She ended up together with him again. But if you understand you know, abusive relationships, maybe you can understand that. Anyway, it went to court. Essentially, it was dismissed. He wasn't found guilty. And then, long story short, Manchester United now had to figure out, okay, he's on a contract. Is he going to play for us again? To me, it was so ob- Even if, even if legally you're clear, even if he's the most talented person, are the benefits from a, a, from a business perspective, it just doesn't make sense to like what's the end game what do you think is going to happen just listen this video came out we've annulled this contract we move on yes shame we lost the talent but you know it's clearly a terrible person we move on also I understand he's a teenager he messed up and messed up seems like almost an understatement I get it I completely get it hopefully he grows hopefully he learns lots of teenagers completely mess up when they're 18, 19 years old. I completely get it. I'm just saying from a business mm-hmm. perspective, they, I don't understand. What is there to even consider? There's no, there's no pros or pluses. You messed up. Here's the consequences. Sorry, we have to let you go. We move. Two, three years from now, you'll emerge somewhere in Spain, Italy, who knows, whatever. Next big thing, he's going to be a star for Milan. Some people say, hey, wait, ain't that the kid who did the thing back then? Yeah, maybe you can resign him. I don't know. As for now, there's no other option. I don't know. It's, for me, it's the same with this Lewis situation. There's no other. You messed up, not just like a little bit. That was messed up, man. You sexually assaulted the, the, this player for the winning team live on camera. Take your L. Apologize. If people say it's all good, uh, maybe you can say. Otherwise, take your L and go. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I, I, I was going to say, but I think you, you missed on the point where Manchester United felt he was such a great talent. They had to bring him back. Only to double back down. What's going on at Manchester United? What is happening there? Who's making the decisions? I mean, it's pretty clear that um, things are not going really well over there. Um, even right now with their whole left-back situation. I don't know if we want to get into sport like that, but... It just seems so obvious. I, I, I cue the sports segment, and Let's do it. Look, I'm happy to do it. Look, um, none of us are United bumper, fans, let's go. so maybe we might get a few things out of context, context, but just paying attention a little bit. Here's the situation. Manchester United have been recruiting, some people say a bit funnily. Onana came in funnily, to replace the gear. Great. Um, they brought in Mason Mount. People were like, eh, really? I happen to think Mason Mount has got a lot of talent. He just hasn't been able to really tap into it. I understand him as a potential, um, you know, like a potential talent, a potential someone who can be unlocked. It's a bit of a risk. I get it, but he could be unlocked into a great talent. But I would also think that maybe 
when you're like in a rebuild, that might not be the type of player you should be going for, but still, I get it. Then uh, Luke Shaw, who was their first choice left back, and a lot of people were counting him as, oh, the best left back in the world. Um, he got injured. He's got a long-term injury. So now Manchester United are scrambling to get a backup left back. Apparently, their first choice is Mark Kukurea from Chelsea, mm. who has had a torrid couple of seasons. Well, torrid season, let's say, because he was pretty good at Brighton. He was okay at Brighton. It just looks like um, the decisions being made there are not coming from a place of confidence, knowledge, assuredness. It looks like it's, ah, ah, okay, ah, ah. That's, that's the feeling I get. And I, <laughs> if you're a Manchester United fan, please let me know. Is that what you think? I'm trying to be as objective as possible. This is, I'm not trying to banter. I'm not even trying to troll. I think Manchester United have a solid potential season ahead of them. But hey, things seem to be a little weird, even the way this whole Greenwood situation was handled. Super weird. It seems so obvious to me. And I'm talking from purely a business case. If you found out internally, from purely a business, I mean, no ethics and morals included. If you found out internally, that this man had some weird situations going on. I don't know, send him to therapy, try to clean him up a little bit, make sure you bury all the videos and whatever, whatever. I, I understand it. This video went viral. There's nothing you can do. Put out a statement after this video that came out. We are unhappy with the way our players play. The, the player has acted. We're not, his, his values do not align with ours. We have no choice but to uh, terminate his contract. We wish him the best and we hope that he can find help to change his ways. Throw in there a 50,000 donation towards a charity about domestic abuse. You move. I don't understand why this was such Simple. a difficult thing. But Simple anyway. stuff. But that was too hard for them. I think crazy things are happening all across the world. But it's very sad. Um, and I think after discussing such a heavy topic. I think it's important that we stay with heavy topics in the sports world. Um, Dan, wh what do you think about the new look Undisputed uh, with Shannon, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Michael Irvin, and Richard Sherman joining Skip Bayless? Completely uninterested. Including <laughs> even the Lil Wayne intro. Do you, know, do you know what upset me about that Lil Wayne intro? What? I'm not a rapper. I have written some rap songs, but I've never performed any in public. If, Thank God. If I was given the name Skip Bayless, the first rhyme I would think of is Say Less. Mm. Lo and behold, that's what Lil Wayne says in the intro. Come on, man. Do something better than I would. I still kind of enjoyed it, though. The intro. Dan, do you know that's the second song that Lil Wayne has written for Skip Bayless. <laughs> Did he also say Say Less in the first one? I don't even remember, to be honest. I, I don't. I think at a certain point, they stopped playing the full song. They only just played like a clip. Anyway, speaking of American basketball and sport, um, <laughs> the World Athletics Championships have been going on in Hungary. You probably have noticed it because well, they, they wrapped up. Yeah, well, they have been going on. So, so you probably noticed it because 
It was great yeah, stuff. Shikari Richardson broke a record. She won the number one. And there was a whole conversation about that. But another story that came out from there, um, American sprinter representing the U.S. His name is Noah Lyles. He's been doing really well there. He won the 200-meter uh, sprint. And, and 100 meters and the relay. He's actually like super fast and he's doing a great job over there at the, at the World Athletics Championships. Anyway, after his victory, he's uh, giving a speech, answering some questions from reporters, etc., etc. Then he throws some shots at the NBA. He says, yo, I'll be watching the NBA finals and they're talking about world champions. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I love the US at times, but that ain't the world. We are the world. Basically saying, I'm world champion, but let's be real. At the NBA, those players are not world champions. Which, you know, <laughs> everyone who's not American was like, yeah, makes sense. But uh, many Americans took that as a personal attack. Including very famous ballers in the NBA who took it as personal attacks. And then the argument that was used was, the best league in the world is the NBA. Which means if you're a champion in the NBA, you're a world champion. Like, no. Best in the world is not the same as world champion. No. The best players in the world. I watched a clip of... Um, who's your guy? Your commentator? The one who's got all the memes? Who was Steve, Stephen A. Smith. Yes. Watch a clip of Stephen A. Smith. Going like... Uh, the NBA has this many players from outside of the U.S., including uh, Jonchich and uh, like all these players from different countries. So it makes sense to say world champion. What the? I can't. Are Americans stupid, man? Is that what's going on? Then I understood <laughs> what the real situation is. What's the real situation? Tell us, Detective Dan. The real, the, the real situation, Phil, is not stupidity. Americans are not stupid. They're just as, uh, arguably, just as smart as anyone else. The average American and the average African and the average European. Look, debates can be made, but they're just the regular people. The only difference is exposure. To many Americans, the entire world is America. So, mm -hmm. it makes sense to think of everything in the context of America. And you know what? It's not right. We got to fix them. We got to fix them. You are about to say something. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it was obvious, but I think there is a certain. American arrogance, like an American exceptionalism backing this. But then there's also financial reasons. And there's also geopolitical reasons. One of the reasons that, like, there's been FIBA World Cup qualifiers happening right now. And if you follow the sport, you'll see quickly that Americans and FIBA, which is the organization that governs the, the rest of world basketball, don't get along. Because keep in mind, American basketball has its own set of rules, FIBA has its own set of rules. So there are these ongoing beefs for quite some time. The other thing is th that American exceptionalism is not just unique to the NBA because if you watch the Super Bowl, the only, well, it's not the only country, but I think it's one of a handful of countries that play gridiron slash American football. But when the winners of the Super Bowl are announced, it's world champions. 
baseball. Not the only country in the world that plays baseball. There are lots of other countries that play baseball. In fact, at the World Championships, excuse me, at the Olympics, there are other countries in the world that continually beat America at baseball. But the winner of the World Series, once again, it's called the World Series, but it's only played with American and Canadian teams. Make it make sense. And they announced them as the world champions. So it's a, it's a marketing exercise. Yeah. And some of it's not, it's not necessarily because they're, they're dumb or they're arrogant or they're inept. It's how they market their product. Because, let's be honest, Americans have done an amazing job of marketing and positioning their products, their sports, their entertainment as world leading. That's what we watch. When you want to watch a basketball game, for the majority of people, the highest form of entertainment in terms of watching a basketball game is going to be the NBA. Mm. If you come across an, uh, a baseball game because of how they've distributed their, their stuff, if you're going to be on DSTV even, for example, if you want to watch a baseball game, it's going to be an MLB game. If you want to watch an American football game, it's going to be an NFL game. So they've done an amazing job in doing that. Also, Stephen A. Smith works for ESPN. ESPN are business partners of the NBA. So now when you have an athlete threatening what I just described, of course Stephen A. is going to come out defending the NBA, even if he doesn't believe it. Because keep in mind, Stephen A. Smith isn't paid to be honest. Stephen A. Smith is paid to keep money coming into ESPN. Yeah, but yeah, he went to the extent of saying he's ignorant. I mean... Oh, no. But once again, you have to discredit him because he's the enemy. He's now jeopardized the value of your product. No, I don't think... He, I, now, people are, now people are asking questions. But at, at the surface, it's hilarious to watch, but everything you said is, is exactly correct. Just because the best players in the world, and that's arguable, the best players in the world come to America to play basketball does not mean you have the best team in the world because keep in mind, NBA teams are governed by salary cap. Well, it's a soft area, but salary cap around the list. So you can't even make a super team, a real super team in America. Whereas on a national level, you can actually have a super team. Like America is not limited by the amount of superstars they want on the American team. They're just limited by who wants to play for them. You're, you're even going deep, Phil. But, you're even going deep. Just wait till Dubai comes and makes that super hmm. team. No. Um, even if they had the best players and the best team, what is a world champion? What does a champion mean? It means you won a competition. Hmm. What does world mean? It means you won a global You played against everyone in the world. Yes. So... Even if you have the absolute best team in the world, no question, it still doesn't make you a champion until you play others in the world and then you win. So that's what the debate is. The debate is not about whether you have the best players or whether international people play. Are you world champions? Now, that having been said, you basically said what the answer is. The answer is basically it's all marketing. And America is amazing at doing that. They're amazing at marketing, world series, world champions, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, again, this is just a very stupid same way. Noah Lyle, even he is, I think, is being a little bit silly, but whatever. In my mind, it's just, yeah, you're not really world champions. Cool. But then also, it's not like some, yo, these guys are calling themselves world champions. They're not really, it's just marketing, man. It's, it's just like, it's just like your favorite brand says, the best blah, blah, blah in the world. You can't, you don't know that for sure. 
you've never done any kind of, you know, we over here saying we're the best podcast. I mean, you know that, but it's not like we went up in a podcast competition and then we beat the other podcast. We're just marketing because... Yo, that'll be dope though. <laughs> hey, Dan, that's an idea. There's a business idea. Let's think about like doing a podcast World Cup. Hmm. They're like, we just like put topics on the board and then whoever has the wildest take. <laughs> oh, we'd immediately world? lose. Phil. Have you watched some of these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Um, let's talk about the situation that happened uh, in the UK. With Makadzi, Winky D, Japreza. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Africa Music Festival UK was happening. Built to perform were some artists including Winky D, Makadzi, and Japreza. Well, it turns out that after Winky D was supposed to come Makadzi, after Makadzi was supposed to come Japreza. I don't know who put in place that order of events, but anyway, Makadzi apparently uh, came out very upset because she was unable to do her full set. Um, because uh, she feels she was sabotaged. Um, she called out Winky D for performing for too long. She called out the promoters, uh, etc. She was live. She even didn't. She didn't even know who Winky D was. As far as she was concerned, this was an unknown artist, and she felt like uh, you know I was supposed to perform uh, for a long period, but I was only given a few minutes to perform because they were about to close the venue. And the thing is, Winky D was given his full time. She didn't even call him Winky D. I think she was calling him Willie or something like that. And and then uh, myself and Jeff Razor now had to share the last remaining few minutes. So we were not able to give a full performance, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't blame her for her frustrations. She's absolutely right to be frustrated. She flew all the way to the UK. She has fans that she was hyping up. She probably had a whole set planned. She knew how she was going to do it. Unfortunately, the timing was done wrong and she was unable to do her set. She was frustrated. I don't blame Winky D. Winky D went on stage, performed the time that he was given. Killed it and got off stage. Don't blame Japreza. Japreza also was like, ah, I'm supposed to be last to perform and I've got five minutes left. Ah, yay. That's my time. The person to blame here, obviously, is a promoter who should have had better timekeeping. And not to say it's easy. Phil, both you and I have been behind the scenes at events. It's very difficult. Things happen. I get it. But ultimately, it's your responsibility. You had some strong views about this on Twitter, Philip. I can't believe you were calling out your bay like that. No, Dan, a sign of real love is is when when they're wrong, you've you've got to call them out. You know, mm. you just gotta be like, baby, I think you're wrong here. And do it publicly <laughs> so that they know you really yes, care. Yes. But but yeah, I mean our producer excitedly shared this link. Then he shared uh, a clip of a live. Where she was basically highlighting that, yo, we were booked. For whatever reason, they were behind time. Winky D did his set. And apparently there were two times where Winky D had to stop his set because of sound issues, which further delayed him. And Winky D did an hour, 30 30 minutes. (laughs) Makazi was supposed to have done an hour. She was then told that her, her set time had been cut short. And obviously, because Winky D had run long, so had Japres. And all that up until this, fine. Then she starts saying that Winky D sabotaged her. Winky D was was not nice. Winky D should have sacrificed his set for her benefit and for Jazz's benefit. And Winky D is the problem. And that's when I was like, what? Because as an artist, this is 
not Makazi's first show. Mm. This is not Makazi's first festival. This is not Makazi's first festival that has run long. She knows the game. Her team knows the game. So if a festival is running long, why are you going at the artist who's a contractor, the same way you're a contractor, and not the people that hired the contractors who are in charge of keeping track of which contractor is on at which time and for how long? It made no sense. And because Twitter has just become, or social media in general, has just become this cesspool of stupidity, it, 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 it allowed that narrative to grow legs to the point where now we've got South Africa CBD beefing with Zimbabwe CBD. It was embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. But ultimately, um, for those that don't unfamiliar with it or don't know, that was not Winky D's responsibility. Winky D was hired by the promoter. Winky D signed a contract with the, pro- contract with the promoter. That contract probably stated you are being paid X amount of dollars to deliver a set that is so long. There might have even been terms that stated any deviation from this will result in non-payment or an adjustment in the invoice. So Winky D, considering the year he just had where he's been struggling to get bookings in Zimbabwe for various reasons, was probably like, I am going to make sure I fulfill my contract to the T because I want to make sure I get paid in full. So whether the show is running long or not is not Winky D's problem. It's his job to deliver set the same way anyone else. If you are hired to do whatever it is, it doesn't matter if they're late or they're behind. If you're, deli- if you're hired to deliver 20 eggs, no matter the situation on the ground, you have to deliver the 20 eggs. So then why, why is she upset with him? For yeah. ensuring I mean, you don't even have to go that far. The deal. Maybe she feels, maybe she feels that Winky D should have felt some fellow feeling that he could see the time was going long. Uh, therefore, he should have, uh, you know, he should have, um, you know, on his own. Even though it was not his responsibility as a good person, he should also have seen that ah, there's two artists after me. The time's almost running out. Let me slow it down. Which again, I agree, is not his responsibility. Okay. But on multiple like reasons, yeah, good person. That's just but again, I would push logic. back on that. Yeah, yeah. No, again, I would push back on that and say no. He, like Phil said, he's just hey, you guys hired me to do this. I did it. If you wanted me, whoever the stage manager is, maybe he doesn't. Will the stage be closed? Is the venue going to be closed? I don't know. Whoever the stage manager is, or whoever's in charge of the event. Just communicate to Winky D. I know you prepared a one hour or one and a half hour set. He's cut it down to 45 minutes so that everyone... Then, if he didn't, you have a reason to complain. Um, yeah. And uh, again, like Phil said, this all this all ended up in a debate on social media about Makazi versus Winky D. Who's better? Who's more popular? And whatever. And that's really not what it's about. And the, and I don't, I don't like it whenever it's artists pitted against each other. Letting the, the, the promoters get away scat-free. No, no, that's not right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was one of the more frustrating moments. But I think it's, it's also good to just see, um, or rather, to educate people on how some of these things work because maybe they don't know. Yeah. But while we, while we, if like as yeah, well, as Dan highlighted, 
Winky refused, even if he did so, it would have been, a, I wouldn't say a douchey move. It, it wouldn't have not been in the interest of collaboration, but it's also not his prerogative to do mm-hmm. so. He has every right to say, no, dude, what's going on after me is none of my concern. I'm fulfilling my contract. My fans want to hear my full set. I'm delivering my fans a full set. You guys saw that up with the promoter. That's not my problem. Mm. I'm giving my fans a full set. Speaking of festivals in the UK, Notting Hill Carnival has been going on this past week. Um, mm. the, the images and videos we're getting from there are very concerning. But no, I just wanted to quickly mention it because uh, Winky D and Nati O were also part of the, the lineup performing at the Bob Marley Africa Unite um, you know, I don't know what they called it, segment or whatever. So, you know. Um, look, Phil, let's uh, let's start wrapping things up uh, because, as you know, we don't have the most ideal circumstances. Maybe we talk about being back outside. A couple of things coming up. Um, Jacaranda Music Festival have announced some of the artists that they're expecting. Looks very exciting. Um, and Jacaranda in general has built itself a very good reputation. Um, let me see if I can uh, pull up the, 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 the names of the artists because our producer decided not to share them with us. But uh, they're in, they're in, uh, they're in video form-ish. All right. Long story short... Uh, Coming to perform include Dali Wonga, Murumba Pitch, eh, Gwevedzi, XQ, Gary Tide, Jason Laroon, Dlovu Youth Choir, those guys, Vacho, eh, Gwevedzi. Did I mention that? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, looks like it's going to be pretty lit. And there's going to be more artists announced as well as we get closer to the date. The date is the 6th to the 8th of October in Harare. Um, so, yeah. That's already big. Dali Wonga, Marumba nice, Pitch, nice, nice. and uh, XQ. Pretty dope. Yeah. I'm actually out here with Walter for this, for, for the Music and Music Conference. So I might, I'll see. Just, just throw a microphone in front of him and just say, yo, what's up? Tell us about the, the festival. In the first batch of artists they announced, there was Ami Faku, uh, Alexio Kawara, Silent Ngo, Judith Sefuma, Norman Masamba, in total band, and Chiweda. So, I guess coming in from South Africa, we've got Dali Wonga, Murumba Pitch, and Ami Faku. So, big things are going. It looks like it's going to be a big thing. Uh, and of course, uh, with XQ, Alexio, ah, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lady. Um, something else that was also somewhat recently announced was the fact that we remember when we said that Ira Star was coming to Zimbabwe? Well, we now know exactly when and where. Uh, this is going to be happening on the 14th of and October. Wait, wait, wait. Dan, 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 Dan. Wait, 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 wait. Dan, 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 Dan. Uh-huh. Let's not skip over. I'm going to disagree with you. I know what you're going to say. I was coming to Zimbabwe and I correctly told you no. how it was going to happen. And you were like, no. Disagree. How I predicted Dis- it was going to happen, happened. No, not at all. You said, you said that sh- her team basically announced we're coming to Zim, whoever wants can take us. And I was like, no, I don't think, I think it's more likely that they're in the middle of negotiations with whoever's going to be bringing them, but they've secured the date. That's what I think. You were like, no, someone is pitching. 
the different ones are going to pitch who's going to bring. And I was like, no, I, I don't think that's the case. No, that's not what I said, Dan. No, Dan, no, what did you say? That's, that's not what I said. I said, they, they have announced, so they have an open date that they've allocated for Zimbabwe. They don't know who the promoter, who the venue is. So it's in bidding phase, which means even if they've selected the promoter, the promoter is still yet to advise them on this is the venue, etc, etc. That's still a bid, which is exactly what happened. No, but the, no, there Phil, was an open. But that's date. different to having an open date that they just said this is Zimbabwe. My what I believe was they actually were already in conversation with promoters, and the promoter was like, "We want to bring you to Zim on this day." All right, cool. Let's start negotiating. Let's start talking. No, 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 no. No, I don't it, think it they would just have say been that way because she already had the line. She already had her open dates. Because after this, she's doing Rocking the Daisies. So she already knew if I'm going to do Zimbabwe, it's going to have to be on this date. No. Maybe she was free on that date. Jen. Okay. No, Phil. I, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. I do not believe that okay. they, without anyone, without them being in conversation with anyone, they announced we are going to be in Zimbabwe on this date. And they just announced it so that whoever is interested in taking it up would pick it up. I refuse. No ways. Dan, I'm, I'm, Dan, I'm literally at a conference where this is happening. Where this is being discussed with bookers and promoters. This is what they do. This, this is common practice. You can't guess keep like in mind, me, Philip. She had already felt... <laughs> okay. I refuse to be gaslit. <laughs> Anyway, the point is Ira Star is going to be at the Sunshine Cup being hosted by Hidden Culture. That's going to be on the 14th of October, as I mentioned. Also performing alongside Tammy Moyo. Tickets cost 30 bucks. VIP are 100 bucks. It's basically, you know, polo, come dressed in fascinators. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm a fan of what Jason's doing, obviously, with the underground. Excuse me, the underground events. Um, for for house and Afrotech and um, what he's doing with this, but this is bad. I don't know. So I I, I get your concerns as well. That like I mean, you would expect Ira Star is basically a global superstar at this point. You would expect that she would be performing at an arena at a very not only not not even that. I think okay, let's venue aside. Mm-hmm. Right? Ira Star is a young artist that makes music for young people. Yeah. How accessible is that venue for the youth? Can I also not Can I require my combi? How would you get them back? One. Two. Price. That's another thing. Three is now set up because this performance, this concert is wrapped around a polo event. Mm-hmm. So, you want to bring Aria Stagu Zimbabwe Kuti Aimberima Biza. Not the, I mean the jockeys, guy. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I don't think Ira must ex- perform exclusively for young people. There must be another promoter out there who must plan the the I don't know <laughs> City Sports Center venue or the or the no, but also Belgravia Sports Club or whatever. Mm. So the polo, I think. We're looking at, I think, one to 2,000 people before. So let's say... If Ira Star is there, they, if Ira Star is there, yeah. No, but it's it's at $30, Dan. Mm-hmm. 
at thirty dollars. That's a that's a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Burner Boy was what five thousand people, and of those five thousand, at least two of those two thousand of those people didn't pay a cent. <laughs> they just snuck in. I think Burner Boy was more than that, but, but yeah, I get you anyway. Uh huh. I'm just like the the economics of this aren't making sense to me. That's but, be, that's you know, because you're thinking sense. of it in a straight line. Sometimes it's that's the problem. You're thinking of this in a straight line. Time is not a straight line. Have you not been watching? Yeah. Anyway, the point is Ira Star is going to be in Zim and performing and it's only $30. Um, I have not listened to RPL's new album, but have you listened to Burner Boy's new album? Yeah, Burner Boy album. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's not it was, good, it was good, right? Like, Burner Boy's really good at this, but yo. For someone who's still yet to address killing someone, or rather his bodyguards killing someone, he's very arrogant about all he's done for Nigeria. Uh, so I love Burner Boy's music. His last couple of albums. <laughs> it's just. I think Burner Boy is suffering from Marvel um, syndrome of too much yeah, content. I think, too I think that's part time. of the strategy. No, I think that's part of the strategy. I think he's realizing he needs to water down his, he's watering down the art to pacify a larger audience. And it's working. But okay, okay, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I would expect on an album, you're going to have the larger audience cuts, the the very pop hits, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're going to have some really good music because you're, you're not a, you're not, how can I put this? You're not a cut and paste pop act. You know, no disrespect to, to any name. I don't know. I was about to drop some names, but you're not just like, you're not like a, a pop act who was picked up by the industry put into a cookie cutter and started putting out songs on, you know, on the, on the, on the production line. You're, you're a man who's got decades in the industry, who's built a very solid and loyal fan base. You obviously, I understand you're now trying to break into the world. So you're going to have some very pop hits. You're going to have collaborations with um, Jay Balvin and whatever, whatever to try and get into those markets. Completely understand. But the album just doesn't sound cooked. To me, the the latest album called "I Told Them," um, it's the one with that um, uh, the 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 newest sample that he did, which has just escaped my mind again. But sitting on top, yeah, of sitting the- on top of the world, top. Of, I, I get the I get the formula, but it's not quite cooked. So Dan, I would argue that he's exactly what you said. He's not, as far as international record labels are concerned. He's a new experiment. It's an unproven genre that's just breaking through. They're seeing the appeal, but there's been no proof of concept yet. And he's now the proof of concept. So, so as it stands, he's now three albums into this international deal. And they're like, ah, guys, we're striking while the iron is hot. There's a reason why DMX dropped two albums in one year. Yes, Def Jam were trying to save themselves from bankruptcy and they wanted to raise the, the value of the label as, 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 as quickly as possible so that they could sell it to Universal for a premium. 
but it's also because they needed the hottest act to produce as much content as possible. And that's what Burner Boy is right now for Atlantic and Warner. So does, is, again, does he not have any leverage to have any input on his own album, even though he's on an international deal? Uh, I think that's irrelevant at this point because he's in the eye of the storm. So whether he has leverage or not, if he's like, ah, I just sold out here, I sold out here, I'm making money here, I'm making money here, I'm making money here, I'm making money here. Why should I stop it now? Because he might be of the the the, 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 the thoughts that I need to maximize while I can. I don't know how long this is going to last. So while I've got the support of the label, which is a very difficult thing to get, let me maximize. Because right now, Burner Boy is being treated like a top tier act. Globally. I mean, he is. Did you did you enjoy the album? It was it was it was listenable. It, like it's, I had like three songs not, maybe that I liked. It's pop, yeah. So, as you said, it's it's formulaic. Like I was actually listening to that album and I was having flashbacks to like the first time I got introduced to K-pop years years ago. I had a, I had a friend um, Hazel. She was early on this thing. And I used to tell her, yo, I see why you like it, but I don't like it because I can tell that this was made in a lab. And as talented as Burner Boy is, he's able to add elements that make it stand out. But as you said, it's starting to sound like it's made in a lab. It's like, okay, this is the sample song. This is the club song. This is the song for the women. This is the song. Because on that album, He's mixing all these different elements. He's he's going for heavy bass. He's doing high life. He's got elements of juju. He's got elements of pop. He's got elements of hip hop. He's got elements of R and B. So it's it's literally catering to everyone, which, from a mass marketing perspective, is amazing. But from an artistic standpoint, considering that we've grown with Burner Boy since the Life album, we're like yo we've heard what you were capable of doing. But I think that's also why Burner Boy, so Burner Boy is just brilliant in crafting an album. The same thing like with Twice as Tall. African Giant deserved a Grammy. Twice as Tall was made to win a Grammy and it did that. In my opinion. Remember when we discussed it, we were like, yo, this guy just made an album to win a Grammy. I was about to say. Because he knows what they came In my opinion, African Giant was his last good album. Twice as tall had some good songs, yeah. But again, I I had the same feeling that oh, it's feeling a little bit poppy, and I get it, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. But put yourself in issues, Dan. If you tell him, yo, your last album was three albums ago, but the album that followed it won a Grammy, and that album has allowed me to now tour stadiums, sell them out. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Which one would you prefer, Dan in Zimbabwe saying, yo, no, I prefer that album, or it wins a Grammy? I get it. But, you know, I'm just saying my opinion. You know what I mean? Just saying my opinion. I mean, there's a couple of, there's a couple of joints on there. I mean, I was listening to it. And I was like, ah, you know, okay, you know. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I watched the, I watched the full stream of hip hop at 50. Oh, nice. Oh, did Madame Fossi? No, no, no. Actually, she had gone to do her nails or whatever, or hair or her nails. So. Wait, so she was gone for that long? No, hey. she left. She left me watching it, and she came back. I was still watching. And she was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "I'm, I'm in too deep now. I have to finish it." Sorry, man. <laughs> Couple of things. First of all, it was quite entertaining. Second of all, um, I don't know how to put this across. Okay, so, um, Lupe Fiasco, Common, Nas, 
Um, who else's performances can I remember? And and their associated acts and um, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. But Snoop Snoop's Ice Cube. Snoop's performance was basically just inviting different people on, except for a couple of songs he did. And Ice Cube, they. Oh, and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne actually had a a, a drama on and a band and whatever. Mm. They were they had performance versions of their songs. They were fully rapping. They were interacting with the crowd. They were, and then there was there were other people like Cameron, um, uh, Aish, that whole the whole new school squad. They just, I mean, they just went on and were shouting. The song was just even yeah, cool, cool, even yeah. Ti Ti Ti's performance. Sucked. The the only thing that was good about it was it was songs that we know and love. So when you know when when what you know about that plays like oh, but the song is just playing in the back and he's just shouting, and it's just I don't know. It's just like it felt it felt so clear to me like who's if even if you were not a fan of Lupe Fiasco, which I'm a huge fan of Lupe Fiasco, but my like my wife is I mean. She likes, she knows a couple of songs which appear on her playlists. Uh, weirdly enough, the, um, there's a couple of songs that, that fit her vibe. So she knows those songs, but she doesn't really know him. So she, he's on and he's performing. It's like, damn, this is a good performance. I was like, I know, right? He's like, he's, he's rapping proper with, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't think, and I suppose maybe the culture is different in some places, but like T.I. comes on. His song just starts playing and he's just, ah, and he's shouting and it's just, it's not a good performance. I suppose when you're in the crowd, it, you know, feels lit. Yep. Anyway, after the baby, please, you can bring T.I. clearly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was cool. Um, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. And Phil, I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about. No, no, I think it's cool. I think we've given our listeners a solid episode considering I'm on the road. I mean, in our hostel territory right now. I need to get some sleep, give me some supper. I've got a long day of work and conferencing tomorrow, so. Yeah, and that's not even, like, we don't even know. I hope the quality of your audio is good there. Yeah, mm. crims. We could have been talking for nothing all this time. <laughs> Let's see what happens. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, listen, if you appreciate the work that we're putting in, and you see us also working hard to make sure that you get an episode, then please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. There are many benefits you get. Number one, and the most important, is just the knowledge that you are supporting a, a, a content production um, group that really needs your support. Number two, we will happily add you to our Two Broke Twimbos Patreon WhatsApp group, where we have great discussions um, about different things. This week, we were discussing that interview that we refused to talk about um, featuring that misogynist um, and you know just a couple of other discussions in there with some some great takes from some like-minded and you know well thought out individuals we also get behind the scenes stuff of things that are happening around the world that doesn't make it to this con- to this podcast we also discuss the episodes sometimes and it's not a spammy uh, group um, it's not it's literally not messages every hour or anything like that so uh, you're welcome to join it even if you don't want to join the group we don't have to add you in but yeah that's, that's one of the main benefits. Uh, another benefit is that you get first access to all kinds of things. Sometimes when we have Patreon members on the podcast, uh, it comes from that group as well. So all of that is a benefit that you get. The minimum amount we expect is $5 per month, but we would gladly accept more than that. $10 per month, I think even sounds okay. It's just a way to support your favorite podcast. We know 
that uh, um, things are tight for everyone, but we would appreciate your support. If you can't support us financially, we're sad, but we still appreciate your support in other ways. All you have to do is just retweet, like, share, subscribe, please, to the podcast. Don't just listen to this ad hoc. Uh, Make sure that you get the download every week. Uh, If you drop a comment in whatever app you use to listen to this, we would greatly appreciate it as well. Five-star reviews as well. Uh, Yeah, so um, we're not going to do any music at the moment. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to task our producer to find a fire song that came out this week. Um, Or we will give him one. uh, And that's what we'll end the podcast with. And uh, yeah, hopefully back Mm -hmm. to normal settings next week. All right, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for supporting us as always. And as Jan said, please do follow us and support us on the socials and on Patreon. We'll catch you next week. We out. <laughs> <laughs>